Rambam, Mishnah Torah, Hilchais, the laws of Sanhedrin, the courts. Sanhedrin is a general term which refers to courts, specifically refers to the Supreme Court of 71, or the capital court of 23. And the penalties and punishments, which are handed over to them, chapter 3, moving right out of chapter 2, Aleph. One, how long, how far in the day do the judges sit in the Sanhedrin? What are the Sanhedrin hours? Sanhedrin, Tana the Minor Sanhedrin, which is a court of 23. And then every city has a rabbinic court of three. Yeshvin, their regular hours are after the morning prayer, at safe sheish shoys bayayim until the end of the sixth hour of the day, meaning until afternoon. So let's say if the services in that community were 7 a.m., so from 8 to noon is when the court held court. Avol, however, Bezdin the Supreme Court, the Sanhedrin of 71, would sit mitomid shoshachar from the time of the bringing of the morning sacrifice, the daily sacrifice, which was offered at daybreak, ad tomid until the time of the offering of the afternoon sacrifice, which was offered nine and a half seasonal hours after sunrise. So, for example, if the day was 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., a 12-hour day, so nine and a half hours would be about 3.30 p.m. And if the day was much longer, we talk about seasonal hours, which we've talked about earlier. That if there are many, you look on, on, on any website today and you check the seasonal hours of halachic times, you'll see it tells you what, how long an hour is today. Could be either 48 minutes in a very short day, in a very short place, uh, you know, where the day ends very early, or it could be 72 minutes in a day that's uh, very early to very late. We did that already. Okay, what about on Shabbos and Yom Tov? When regular courts do not sit, the high court would sit in the place of gathering, in the place of prayer, on the Temple Mount. And in case there were urgent questions, and on Shabbos it's forbidden to sit in judgment with regard to monetary law, so they would hold their sessions in this chamber and for people to see that there's a distinction. What would they do on these holy days? They would deal with questions concerning 
a Kohen had a problem with a sacrifice and so on and so forth. So there always had to be a rabbi available to render a decision. Do not think for a second that the court of 71 always has to have 71 members sitting there waiting. No. There's only 71 members when court is in session. When there's a need to gather everybody all day, they can just have... A gathering, we're going to talk about it in a minute, but not 71. But when there's a need, miskaps and kulon, all 71 gather. Or bishado itis in other times, call me shahoyoloi esik, anybody who had something to do, he had a business deal to do, yotzolas is chapter, he can go do his thing, v'chezer, and he comes back. So that if somebody needs the 71 Sanhedrin, he gives them a few minutes to send out runners to gather everybody together, to send a tweet or a text. But who provided that? There should never be less than 23, which is the number of the minor Sanhedrin. The 71 should never dwindle down to less than 23. If it's about to go below 23, and one of these 23 needs to go out, he looks around to see who's left. If he counts, he goes. If not, he should not go until one of the 23 return. Gimel, when it comes to these kind of cases, we do not adjudicate cases at night. From tradition we learned that how do we know we do not adjudicate at night? That adjudication of monetary law should be similar to adjudication of the laws of plagues Leprosy, what is critically important in the laws of leprosy or plagues? Color. What is critically important for color? Light. If you don't have light, you can't determine real color. There's an expression in the verse. Every dispute and every blemish. Just as disputes of Plagues and leprosy are only by day. Apadinim also. Law, meaning financial disputes by Yen Bilvad, are usually dealt with by the courts only during the day. On, on a very personal note, my wife works with colors. She's what we call a colorologist. She does color palettes and other types of color and she'll only apply herself to doing anything serious during daylight hours, even though she has daylight uh, bulbs in her studio, because you need daylight for colors. For me, the night is fine, because I'm colorblind. So also, the courts do not receive testimony. Nor do they validate documents at night. And when it comes to financial matters, Although we don't begin at night, if they began this heated court case at night, uh, by day, 
Mutter, Ligman Adin Balayla, they may conclude at night. Now, Hanecholis, the laws of divisions of inheritance, a very complex legal system in Torah, Kadinim, are like financial matters. Shanem Abraham, because regarding them it is stated, Lechukas Mishpat, statute of judgment, Lepikach Ein Mapilin Balayla. Therefore, inheritances also are not divided up at night. But, as the Radbaz pointed out, if they started by day, they can go into the night. And there is an entire section in the Rambam called the Laws of Inheritance. Two people went in to visit a sick person. And he commanded them with regard to his estate. They write it down. They can record his statements. They can use these notes as a basis for testimony in court, but they should not rule right now. But if there were not two, which are witnesses, but in fact, three, that's a Besdin, that's a court. Ratsu Kesman, if they desire, they can just write and document. Ratsu Esim Din, if they want to, they can actually adjudicate, they can actually establish this as a Beddin right now. When is this applied? By Yom, by day. Avo Balayla, but at night, Kesman, they write, Vein Esim Din, but they should not adjudicate because. Again, legal matters are not adjudicated at night. When there is a court of Israel, which is appropriate, the divine presence dwells with them, so that it's actually in the presence of Hashem. Therefore, the judges can't just Hang out, put their feet up. They have to sit the emo with fear, the yira with dread and fear. Vatifa, they have to be wrapped in their rabbinic garb or talis, the kevidresh, and they must have a humble demeanor. The hakorosh, it's inappropriate to mess around a lesachik or to fool around, to act frivolously, to joke. A lesaper besicha betela, or to just chat. Bebezdin in the court, the court is a holy place. Ella bedivrei teira, the only conversation could be words of Torah, v'chachma, or words of wisdom. You know, we said earlier that the, the 71 don't have to sit throughout the day, but they could go about their business, they can hang out as long as there's 23. In general, some people said that this type of system would be equivalent to the fire department that we have today. What do the firemen do? The firemen hang out in the fire station. And then when the alarm comes in, in the old world, they slid down the pole and they ran into the trucks and in seconds they're on the street. What do the firemen do while they're waiting? 
they play cards, they hang out, they watch movies, they do nothing. This law is the opposite of that. While you're waiting, Jews, especially judges, do not kill time. But they occupy themselves in meaningful activity, even when court is not in session. And I'm not trying to knock firemen. Some of my best friends are firemen. Ches kol Sanhedrin, any member of the Sanhedrin or a full Sanhedrin, a melech or any king, a resh gela or the head of the diaspora. In, in Babylon, they would appoint a head of the galut, resh galuta, a head of the Jewish community, of the Jewish community outside of Israel, the diaspora Jewish community. Shehemidon lahen Yisrael, who appointed for the Jewish people, dayon she'enahogun, if the Sanhedrin, or a king, or a head of the community in the diaspora, appointed a judge that was not fit. This judge is not wise in the wisdom of Torah. The royal is dying. He's not fit to be a judge. Even though he's so pleasant, he's so sweet, he's such a nice guy. And he has many of other good points. The one who appoints him, the Sanhedrin or the king, or the head of the diaspora community, transgresses a negative commandment, even though he's a sweetheart. Shenaman, as it says, don't show favoritism in judgment. Traditionally, we learned that this commandment also includes those who are responsible to appoint judges. I recall that my father, a blessed memory, who was not only my father, but my teacher, he would from time to time say, I'm referring to the point where it says, even though he's a delight, he's a pleasure to deal with, he's a sweetheart. My father of blessed memory would say that one of the problems that we have in America with the rabbinate is that people say, ah, my rabbi, my rabbi is a doll, a sweetheart. So my father says, a doll, a sweetheart, these are lovely things. But a rabbi should not necessarily be a doll or a sweetheart. He should be a leader and a Torah teacher. <laughs> Let somebody else be a doll and a sweetheart. So that's the idea of Kulei Machamadim. He's just a sweetheart. Amru Chachamim, our sages of blessed memory, said, Shema Toimar, perhaps you'll say, Ish Ah, this is a good looking guy. He's um, ah, gorgeous. I'll make him a judge. He's playing but This guy is strong. He bench presses hundreds of pounds. I'll make him a judge. He's playing This guy is my brother-in-law. He's my relative. Nepotism. I'll make him a judge. This guy's a linguist. He went to the Berlitz School of Languages. Like this fellow says. I speak at 14 languages and English the best. 
And I'll make him a judge. Being gorgeous, being strong, being a relative, being a linguist does not in and of itself make a judge. This person is ignorant of law. To quote Alfredo, Beri, Beri Danjurius. This would be very dangerous to the legal system. Not because he's wicked, because he's ignorant, because he doesn't know. That's why it says, don't show favoritism and judgment. You don't recognize, you don't appoint somebody to be a judge because he's big or strong or related to you or a linguist. These are good qualities, maybe, except they're related to you. To appoint a judge, but these are not reasons to appoint a judge. And furthermore, we said, anyone who appoints for the Jewish people, an inappropriate judge, as if he erected a pillar, a monument. What kind of monument? Of idolatry. As it says, don't erect monuments, which God your God despises. If this judge is appointed in a place where there are Torah scholars, and this guy is appointed, it's as if he planted an Asherah tree, which is a tree of idolatry. This was a tree that was specifically designated for a particular idolatry. As it says, Call eights, don't plant an asherah or any tree. Eights el mizbach Hashem alakecha. Near the altar of Hashem your God, the Torah scholar is considered an altar. The inappropriate judge is considered an idolatrous tree. Our sages also said, do not, point, do not appoint a judge. Do not appoint with me, gods of silver. Now, the word for court is also described as elokim. A court is also called godly. Don't appoint a court that emanates from the fact that he has money. You know, the economy is tough. The mafia is laying off judges. This is a judge appointed only for his wealth. Task called dying any judge, an awesome moment who paid money, that he should be appointed. So he bought his position of judge. We are not allowed to stand up for him and show him honor. Our sages actually commanded to do the opposite and denigrate him, and to insult him, to, to, to act disrespectfully. Why? Because he's an inappropriate judge. Our sages said that the robe in which he clothes himself, or the talus, the judges used to wear a big talus, which he wraps himself in, this perverted, decadent judge, it should be like the saddle blanket of a donkey. 
It's not a robe and it's not a talus because the judge is a donkey. In fact, people should not chase the position of this nature. This was the way of the sages of old. They would run away from being appointed to the court. They wouldn't seek it. And they would really tolerate tremendous pressure until they agreed to sit in judgment. Until they ascertained that there was nobody as worthy as them. And being humble, they always believed there was nobody as worthy of them. To calcul Ashur until they were convinced that if they would insist on not cooperating and agreeing to become a judge, they would just ruin the whole system. In other words, they felt it was true public service. Nevertheless, they never agreed to become judges. Until the people pressured them, and the elders pressured them, they would beseech them, and finally compel them to do it. End of chapter 3.